Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. We're on episode 94. Wow, that feels crazy. feels like only yesterday that I started this podcast, and um, I guess I wanted to just start by saying thank you. I, I really do appreciate all the messages we get on a weekly basis, and feel proud that this um, podcast is getting to so many people. And, um, you know, our intention is just to share whatever comes through for us and like a passion project. So I feel very, very blessed at this moment. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. And this podcast won't be where it is without my co-host, the beautiful, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire and now published author, Stacey Brown. Stacey, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, friends. Super excited to uh, be releasing another episode. Uh, like Nim said, this is definitely a passion project and something that we really enjoy. And the connection with all of you is super powerful. So thank you to those of you who reach out and email us and send us messages. We're truly grateful. My name is Stacy. Uh, I'm an intuitive. I do readings, mentorship and coaching for people around the world. I'm an Akashic record reader. Um, this podcast is one of the many ways that I work to give back. And I've dedicated my life to helping people on their healing journey. I recently released my first book called Journey to Soul Center, okay. Discovering the Gift of Surrender. It's available on Amazon and Audible. And I would be honored if you would check it out. Thank you, Stace. Hi, everybody. I'm Nims. I am a Akashic record reader, Akashic trainer, podcast host, podcast creator, as well as a spiritual coach and mentor. And um, I really feel blessed with um, the people that we can guide. I really do feel that anyone that we work with is assigned to us on, on a sole contract basis. And um, yeah, I feel blessed that we can guide so many to shine their light. It feels um, like that sort of period where we've been pushed to really kind of decide how we're here what we're here to do to serve and um yeah i really feel the energy is changing and evolving and um i guess on that note we love what we do we love um we like we've already said we read akashic records we do mentoring we do coaching and and we've had what we decided to do because of the time and because the energy we decided to have a promotion which is 20 percent off all the services that we offer um, you can go and book by any of our websites, um, both website links and show notes. Um, it is a great time to work for work, work with us. We have the promotional pricing until the end of this month. Um, so as long as you make a booking by the end of this month, you can take advantage of the promotional pricing on our mentorship, coaching, uh, Akashi Record reading. You can book an Akashi Record with us jointly or individually. Um, yeah, we love what we do. Great time. Reach out. Let us know. Um, Stacey, anything you want to add about the promo? No, I'm just excited to see who comes into our orbit. It's always powerful to make new connections. And I believe that whoever we're meant to work with is assigned to us and will be drawn to us, whether it's through the podcast or through our social media or, or other avenues. It just feels like this work is very divinely led. For sure. So, and that brings us on to this week's topic. And it's um, moving from I, I think to I feel. And I guess from my perspective, as I introduce the topic, it feels really straightforward, right? It feels really basic. 
you know, moving from I think to I feel. And I guess the point is, you know, when 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 you're from a phase of I think, you're in your head. You're you're making decisions based on based on your programming, based on your ego. Um, and when you shift to I feel, that's when you shift to a heart-based decision making, a soul-based decision making. And it has to be an intentional thing. It has to be um a decision you make and a muscle that you train. And it's it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart because it felt like a really simple conversation I was having, having with a friend a few years ago. And all she turned around and says, you know what? Your life will change when you shift from I think to I feel. And at the time, I thought, hmm, really? I mean, at the time, I, I, I felt I had a balance between the head and the heart. But I really do feel we're moving into a phase even more where we're receiving more messages we're getting more help from our guides, more help from the universe. And it really is a time to really kind of focus on how do you really feel? Um, you know, we're, we're recording this on October 2nd. I just published the Akashi message for October. And really the message was to fall in love with this version of you. To really kind of accept this new version of you after you've been through all this to fall in love with you, to stand in your power. And I really feel this shift from I think to I feel helps you do that. And we'll talk more about how you do that, how you do that through this episode. But um but Stace, when I say to you, you know, moving from I think to I feel, what does it mean to you? So I love this topic because I feel like every major decision I've had in my life, like every major pivotal thing. I've always had a feeling about what to do and then acted on it. And, um, you know, I'm sitting here right now thinking about my book and I remember this kind of pivotal, this is just an example, but I remember this like pivotal feeling of the manuscript being done, but the book not having a name. And you and I were in the car driving in the UK and you asked me like, what's, what's the title of the book? And I was like, I have no idea. And I remember being in a very mental space of thinking like, okay, that like, I, I, I need to figure this out. Right. And we stopped at, um, what was the name of the place where we went Nims? So it's a place called Waldham Abbey in, okay. in just outskirts of London. So we get there to the Abbey and we're walking around and there's like a wall that's kind of surrounding the grounds and there's this entryway and I stopped before the entryway and you were like, you know, just stop for a minute and envision yourself like walking into this new season in your life when you walk through this entryway. And I closed my eyes and I just quickly said a prayer like, and it, it wasn't a formal prayer. It was just like, please God help me, you know? And I walked through the entryway and I felt the, the title of the book. I, I felt it in my heart. I felt it in my core. And it was so convicting that even if I had shared the name of the book and someone had said, that's terrible, that's a terrible name. I, I, I wouldn't have been able to shift it because it was a sensation 
an impression that took over. And I've had this happen a lot in life. And I think, I think that many of us can, can be in a space of, I feel, but I think the demands of life and our routine can get us into a very like cerebral mental space of thinking, like I have to figure out all of these steps in order to make things happen. And the book is just one example. It was like every step of the book, I went with a feeling, you know, um, I was out for the day one day in the UK and I came back to your house and I said, I got to write a book. And you were like, okay, that's great. And I was like, no, I've got to write it now. It was a feeling that the process needed to unfold. And I have found that some of the most powerful experiences in my life have happened with a feeling leading it, like a sensation, an impression, a heart-centered sensation. And um, I have been aware that when I'm in the space of I feel versus I think, things usually have a very fluid, mind-blowing way of unfolding. Meaning, when I give up the power of trying to control what's happening around me, and I go more by what I feel, um, there's a sense of alignment that happens where it almost feels like the journey is being laid out for me very specifically. And one of the things that that comes to mind that I just feel the need to share, because I know you're going to ask me, like, how do people get into this space? I would say there has to be intention behind how you're showing up, meaning it would be impossible to evaluate how you feel about something if your world is chaotic and there's no space for you to process anything. And so the first thing I would say to anybody who's in this season of wanting or desiring to feel more, it would be to do less. You know, we always think like there's gotta be all these action steps that we take, but when it comes to how you feel, I really believe there needs to be a process of turning inward and truly listening to the sensations that you have around whatever decision you're trying to make, whether it's with your family, your kids, your spouse, your job, the place you live, whatever it is. When we are in a frantic space, it's really, really hard to feel. When we're in a space where we're intentional and we carve out time to process and allow ourselves to integrate what's happening, that is when we can move in the direction of I feel and and what that's leading us to do. Nice. And I guess it's, it's a great question to ask our listeners. If you stop for a second now and really ask yourself, um, when you're making a decision, what's your first instinct? Do you go to a place of I think or a space of I feel? Understanding how you make your current decisions is and does provide great insight into where you are right now. So that's that's where I'd recommend to to start and then and then take it from there because 
knowing where you are right now helps in where you want to go next. And it's really interesting. Every every podcast we record seems to revolve around having a strong self-care routine. And, and this one is no different because how do you shift from I think to I feel? For me, the shift came just being more present. Being more present in the moment. And how did I become more present? I really feel it was meditation and being present, spending time in nature. We always recommend, I always recommend when I start working with somebody to start with a 10 minute silence a day. There's three things uh, we always recommend, but one of the, one of them is 10 minute silence. And what I feel doing, having 10 minutes silence per day helps, it helps to quiet the mind. Because part of, part of I move from I think to I feel is also managing your ego and quieting your mind. And interestingly enough, it's not about being quiet. It's about quieting the mind so you can actually listen to your heart and your soul. And it is a skill. It is a, um, sorry, it's a muscle which you need to cultivate, you need to work on. And the way you cultivate that, for me, was a meditative practice. It was, um, you know, 10 minutes of silence a day. And the way you do it, you could be in nature, you could be walking, you could be sitting in silence, you could be closed eye, but being present. And if a thought comes in, let it come and let it go. And if you do this for a period of time, I always recommend 21 days, what that does it gives you a calmness inside, and it gives you a calmness inside to then listen to what's happening inside. Like I was saying earlier, I really do feel like we're getting more and more messages from our guides. And if you're not sure where a feeling is coming from, where a decision is coming from, feel the energy of that decision. So if you connect with, 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 with the message you're getting, and it feels all anxious and emotional, and then it's probably coming from, I think, an ego perspective. Whereas if you're getting a message from the heart, from the soul, from your guides, it's normally a lighter message. It normally feels more full of love. So just feel out the messages. Trust in whatever you get. And typically what happens is the first response you normally get is normally from your heart and soul because then the ego kicks in. Using Stacey's example, when we were at Wagon Abbey, um, it's interesting, she was feeling anxious about the title, and I just asked her in the car, is like, well, have you actually asked? And what I meant by that is asking our guides, because sometimes we, we're anxious over a decision and we're waiting for some sort of big epiphany or a message from our guys, guides, but we haven't even asked them. We just think, of course they should know, and they do know. But actually making that conscious ask is a powerful thing to do. And then being open to how those answers are going to come through and when they come through is also part of it. But I really do feel having that self-care routine, which includes that meditative space, but also, you know, includes some sort of physical activities, you know, some sort of um, journaling, kind of releasing what's inside you. Uh, doing things that lift your soul. All of those things are really important to give you a base, to give you more presence inside. So you, once you're more present and you're calmer and you feel the passion inside you, from there it's like a muscle. You'll start to automatically feel. 
But my recommendation to begin with is just start by, you know, when whenever you're in that space of, I'm not sure, am I, am I coming from a space where I think or I feel? Just slow yourself down for a few seconds and really feel it. You'll get your answer. You'll know whether you're thinking about it or you're feeling. And if you, if you get the answer that you're thinking, then really stop and just ask yourself, how do I feel about this? If you're trying to make a decision or if you're thinking about a person, really kind of make a conscious thing about, okay, how do I feel about what's happening? Because your ego is trying to protect you. Ego stands for earth guide only. So, and your ego gets a bad rap. Ego is not a bad thing. What it's trying to do is protecting, protects you um, and doesn't want you to change because if you change, you might get hurt. So it's not a bad thing. It's trying to protect you, but sometimes you've got to just talk to your ego and say, well, I don't need protecting. And and your, your leaps of faith, your bigger decisions, your you know, potential, you know, potential for growth, a lot of the time is going to come from your heart and soul. It's going to come from a feel perspective rather than a think perspective. So the first thing I can really advise our listeners to do is just become aware. Just become aware of where are your decisions coming from, where are your thoughts coming from, where are you really right now making a decision from. And if it is I feel, then make a conscious decision to shift it. Just remind yourself as often as you can, well, hold on, is this from an I think or I feel? Is it from I think, I feel? Okay, if it's from I think, I'm going to make a conscious choice to really ask how do I feel about it. And the other thing is ask your guides for help. If you're trying to make a decision, then ask them for help. Just be open to receiving the answers in in, in as many different ways as as you may receive it. And I... Honestly, this that one simple conversation where a friend of mine said shift from I think to I feel really was a life-changing conversation because it made me aware. And when you become aware of what's happening around you, when you become aware of what's happening inside you, from that awareness, you can make a decision to do something different. So it's like when we say, when we were talking about the topic of, of this week's podcast, um, I was thinking, well, I could, you know, this is such a simple thing. I could summarize in a few minutes, you know, we're going to be able to record a full episode. But once you get deeper into it, you know, it is a simple change. And I think about when I started this podcast, my objective of this podcast was to simplify spirituality. Because in many ways, I think spirituality is simple. It's really about being present in the moment and doing the work that you need to. I'm not saying the work is easy. I'm not saying that, you know, you don't have to go through a journey to do the work on, on your, you know, your awakening story, your spiritual journey. But we do complicate it, you know, by looking for answers in all the weirdest places, kind of stressing out about, you know, are we doing the right thing? Have I missed out on something? What's my destiny? What's my purpose? All these, like, questions were which are important when, you know, if we could just focus on this moment, if we could just focus on our heart and feel that, feel feel where we what we feel, then maybe this journey does become simpler. How do you feel about that, Stace? It, I I think it's a it's a very simple concept, but I would say in the world that we live in, it's one that challenges people. Because life happens and whether you have kids or 
you've got a demanding career or you've got a busy home life, like whatever it is, there's always noise. We we're in a world that just, it it's like a badge of honor to say how busy you are, right. To say how much of a demand there is on your time. And so I feel like though, this is a simple concept in the idea of taking time and being still and introspective. I do feel like it's something that a lot of people in our world struggle with. And with that being said, I feel that it's something that we're passing on to our children. Like that the busier you are, you know, the, the, the better you are, right? Like the more powerful you are or the wealthier you are or what have you. Like, there's just all of these, like, if I push myself hard enough then, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to make shit happen. I, I just feel like that's kind of the world that we live in. And so the concept um, can be foreign, even though it's simple, because a lot of people operate from that space of being super busy. And I know that by nature, I'm one of those people. I was raised um, with a father who was very fearful of not being successful and not having enough money. And it was like a, an ongoing theme that he was just constantly busy because it, it kept him feeling like he was in control. Right. And when you're in that space, it's really hard to evaluate what you feel because what you think is overriding everything else. And it has been a process for me to get to that space of stillness and to be able to receive. Um, I would say one of the things that really helps me is writing. And we've talked about journaling on here so much. Uh, but sometimes when I'm trying to figure out what I feel, the, 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 um, the avenue that I go to is either getting outside in nature and allowing myself space from whatever I'm dealing with in my day-to-day -day life or writing and writing down, okay, not just what's happening, but like, what, what do I feel about what I have going on? Cause sometimes it can't be something that I just process within. Sometimes I need to process it externally as well. And writing is a great tool for that, right? I write with no filter because it's my journal. It's my safe space. And a lot of times, even in in my writing, it's clear that I'm shifting from I think to I feel because I'll start off writing about the things that I'm thinking and then it shifts into what I'm feeling about the things that I'm thinking. So I, I just would say to anybody who has a really busy life, as much as this seems simple, it can be challenging if you if you thrive on a space of being busy. Because if you're constantly busy, it's going to be really hard to check in and see how you do feel about whatever circumstance you're facing in your life. And when you can make that shift into I feel, it's a, it's a place of decision-making that's very calm. It's a space that is peaceful. And it is a space that is very honest, right? Because we lose like the, the excuses, we um, lose the filter and it's just us with whatever sensations we're going through, whether they be 
positive or negative, you know, um, I've just had some big moments of feeling. And I would say, especially in the last couple of years, like I remember being in the UK with you and finishing the book and I was going through the process of processing like my fairy tale, right? And and this very powerful um, part of the book writing process. And I reached out to my husband at the time, feeling like I needed to connect with him and I needed him to feel what I felt from that part of the book writing process. And he was un- un- inaccessible, unavailable for like a full 24 hours. And I had the feeling come over me that my marriage was over. I just had this sensation come over me that I knew that it was over. And I came home like, I don't know, a week after that. And within the first day of being home, it was confirmed that my feeling was right, that my marriage was over. Not everything that you feel is going to be a positive you know, some of the things that we feel are super emotional, super vulnerable, super stressful, which I think is why a lot of us stay busy and avoid feeling because we're afraid of what might come up, right? But in allowing myself to feel marriage was over, I was then able to start processing it and what that meant for my life, right? Like, what, what is it going to mean for me to be single? What is it going to mean for me to go through a divorce? What, how do I feel about all of this? And I've done a lot of soul searching and a lot of feeling in this season. And every decision that I have made since the decision that my marriage was over Every decision that I've made, major decision about where I'm living, working, my day-to-day life, all of those things, I have made the decision from the space of I feel. I'll give you another example. I, I know I'm all over the place with examples, but I just, this is my life now, right? I, I operate from a space of I feel. So for those who don't know, I have four kids and my son four years ago went through just hell. Uh, with mental health and substance abuse issues. And um, he tried to take his own life and he ended up in the hospital in shock trauma. And I stopped working as a hairdresser to be his caregiver. And after like the, the immediate need for me had passed and he was healing, I tried to go back to doing hair and I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. I truly felt like I was living someone else's life. And I started to build a healing business so that I could help people in a different way. The whole time thinking I have no idea what I'm doing, but feeling that it was the right thing. And I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but thinking, oh shit, what am I doing? and feeling like I'm doing the right thing. And so here I sit with you, you know, I I don't know, I'm like a year into the process, maybe a little bit more of like being on my own and building this healing business. And there are moments where I'm like, 
practically speaking, like I, I should quote unquote, be doing this or doing that. But the feeling is that I'm doing the work that I'm meant to do. And I'm meant to help a lot of people. And so every day when it comes to what I'm doing, I'm literally living my life based off of the feeling that this is what I'm supposed to do. Whereas practically speaking, somebody could be looking in from the outside and say, Stacey, you just went through a divorce. You're a single mom. You need to go back to doing hair. And the feeling has been, no, this is what I'm meant to do. And so on top of like my personal life going through this massive shift, my professional life went through this massive shift and I've trusted the feeling versus what I'm thinking because I find that what I think tends to be very fear-based, very ego-based, and what I feel is very heart-centered and intentional. Nice, powerful stuff. And, um, you know, I said I said earlier that, um, that, you know, maybe the spiritual side is simple. I want to reiterate, it doesn't make, make it easy. Because, you know, the example you gave around hairdressing, you know, I've seen you struggle with it. I've seen you at times thinking, well, am I doing the right thing? Because your head's been like, your ego is like, well, keep doing what you're doing. You'd be successful. Why do you want to change? Why do you want to change? And your heart's like, no, I know what I'm here to do. And that conflict we all go through, right? There's there's a there, there, there's a head and a heart conversation that needs to happen. And both have a role to play. So it's not about not listening to your head. It's about being aware of the messages coming from your head. And as you said, a lot of the time the messages come from the head are emotional, are, are fear-based. Whereas the heart is emotional, but it's more love-based. And it's not like, um, it is a journey. It's a practice. It's a muscle. It's not, it's not like you can, um, all of a sudden decide to shift my thing to a feel and everything changes overnight. It is a journey to go through in terms of accepting and understanding where you're making decisions from. Cause I, I mean, I remember when, um, my mentor, um, Cedric Jeffrey, who, you know, who's, who, who's part of this podcast, right? I talk a lot about her in this podcast. She's, she passed away in, in, in March 2020. And, you know, when both of my parents passed away, I had a very strong emotional reaction, which you'd expect. And Sidra, who is my mentor friend, really good friend, and I really thought we were going to do lots of healing the world together. When she passed away, the work that I'd done to truly kind of be from a feel perspective rather than think perspective helped me to integrate that she was exactly where she meant to be. It really helped me to understand that. And there was, I mean, obviously I missed her emotionally and, you know, she was a big part of my life, but somewhere it came from a knowing that she was exactly where she was meant to be. It was a feeling. And she's now one of my guides and, you know, I, mean, it's not, I still miss her humanly, obviously, but I just felt that she was exactly where she was meant to be. And it is that feeling, that knowingness. And, and you're right, it is a... You know, when we're when we're having to make a a life changing decision like you were making about, you know, leaving your partner, there is impl implications. But when you trust your gut, there's a knowingness that you're doing the right thing. There's an unknown. Sure, there's a scary unknown. Your ego's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you crazy? 
But it's like when you connect with your gut and you know like you know like you know, that drives you to a different level. And it is a muscle. And if we go through some of the steps we've already talked about, asking yourself and becoming aware is always the first step. So start by asking yourself. Do some kind of um, silent meditation, whatever that, whatever works for you, but do it for a period of time. Certainly journal, um, you know, your thoughts and emotions, really understand what's happening inside. That really helps. You know, kind of reflect and question what's happening in your world because it's like you'll start to get insights. When you start really asking yourself, am I thinking or am I feeling? You'll start to get insights on who you are. You know, and then ultimately you'll start to trust, you'll start to receive more from, from your heart and then trust your gut. Trust your intuition. Trust where it's coming from. You know, kind of really connect. And this, this again, may sound simple, but it is a big part of your spiritual journey. You know, talk to people around you. Maybe get, you know, if you if you feel like you need to get a mentor or a coach, but also talk to people around you and really ask them, hold on, you know, and be open to receiving feedback because the universe gives you feedback. Take your time and be patient. But ultimately, when you get the messages from your gut, like Stacey was talking about, trust in those messages and take action from those messages. And Stacey, you raised another really important point, and that is, actually came up in the Kashi message for October 2, is I feel like we're in, a, we're in a phase where we need to get to know this version of ourselves. And what does that look like? That looks like, and really asking yourself the question, how do you feel about yourself? Do you feel comfortable um, spending time with yourself and your own company? Or are you always looking for some, to spend time with somebody else? Are you always busy? And, and you know, are you always on the go? And does that mean that you really can't ask us and have time to ask us a question about do I think or do I feel? Because sometimes that busyness is manifested because there's stuff happening inside you that, you're not, that you don't want to deal with. But when you start thinking about this question, I think, do I feel? It almost forces you to take stock of what's happening inside you. And so if you are in a space where you're always busy, then I challenge you to ask, well, hold on, am I manifesting this business because there's stuff inside me I don't want to deal with? And the 10-minute silence in the journal we talked about will also bring stuff up. So use this question to really understand what's happening around you and challenge yourself to truly shift from my thing to I feel. And it is a journey. It is about being kind with yourself as you do it. And at the same time, ask yourself, you know, how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about spending time with yourself? How do you feel? You know, when you have a conversation in the mirror, what is it? What are, what are the parts of you that you're not talking to? What are the parts of you that you need to work on that you need to heal? This is a deep question which may seem simple, but if you're open to the magic of the world that's happening around you, maybe you'll start to get a deeper insight. So Stace, what would your advice be to people who are maybe struggling with life at the moment? And when, when we suggest something as simple as, you know, I am um, shifting from I think to I feel, maybe it almost feels too easy. What would your advice be? Um, I I feel like it 
can be life-changing when you shift and it can have a ripple effect on all areas of your life. And I think the subject matter sounds easy, but the getting still with yourself and allowing yourself the time to be introspective and um, kind of understand yourself more can be complex if you haven't done it before. And my advice would be to take some time out for you and maybe like yesterday the weather was beautiful and I didn't have my daughter for a few hours so I went to the park and I walked and just allowed myself to be in nature and just feel whatever was going to come up um, maybe you start with little um, little steps to navigating through that especially if you're somebody who has always operated from a space of I think um, that that ego space, that mind space is very different than the way that we're talking about uh, being. And I believe that it's just like a muscle and it takes time to strengthen it. Um, but maybe you're somebody who can't just sit in silence. Maybe you need to go for a walk and just remove yourself from your environment and get outside. Um, maybe writing would allow you the space to process. I don't think there's a one size fits all when it comes to this space of feeling and being. I believe that we're all kind of figuring out our recipe. And for some people, you know, uh, sitting in a quiet space and being for 10 minutes is no problem at all. But for others of us, it's a space where our mind starts going and we can't shut it off. And that's when we've got to get creative with how we're connecting. And so like for me, walking or running has been my space where I feel. And I allow myself the space to do that. So I would encourage our listener to take some time to experiment and see what what avenue works for you? You know, is it writing? Is it meditation? Is it being out in nature? Is it going for a drive in your car and just zoning out? Allow yourself some time to explore what this looks like for you because for every single person, it's different. And I don't believe that we can strategically figure it out. I believe we have to be open to experimenting to figure it out. So that's where I would advise somebody to start. Figure out what avenue allows you the space to really feel and be. Yeah, and no, I agree. And it's that um, it is challenging yourself too, right? It's that um, you know, definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing, expect a different set of results. So do something, try out the different things. But if you are it's easy to, if you never meditated before, sit down one time and your mind gets super busy and you're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Not going to work for me. And then I'll move on to something else. Unless you try something for a period of time, how do you know it's going to work? Because it's, it's that practice makes, 
never perfect, but practice makes it better. It's like you can't go to the gym one time and all of a sudden think, I'm fit. It's that repetition that really helps you to understand. But all the all of the examples that we've given, all of it revol revolves around being present. So, for example, if you are going to go for a walk in nature, be present. Look at feel the wind as as it's passing. You kind of um, look at the flowers and just be present as you're in nature, because it's that presence that gives you the calmness. And you know, if you're going to go, if if you if you're going to journal, you're going to write, then you know, just free flow, just let it all out. Whatever's coming through, let it out. Because it's it's the, if you start thinking about what you're writing, then again you're going to be sticking stuck in the model in the in the in the kind of the circular activity of am I writing the right thing? Why am I writing this? And you start judging yourself. It's really about letting go and, and flowing as much as you can. If you're gonna go for a drive, just enjoy and just be present and just feel the energy around you, see what you see, and it's that. It's really whichever activity you pick, whichever resonates with you, it's as much as possible being present as you do that activity. It's almost, that's, for me, that's more important than actually doing the activity. Because from that, from that area of being present, you can start to understand you from the inside. And if, and if spending time with you on your own, walking in silence is uncomfortable, for me, that means that there's things happening inside you that you're ready to heal. But you're scared to spend that time on your own because maybe you're going to have to deal with some of the stuff that's happening inside. So if you do feel like that, then for me, it's even more important that you do spend time and have an honest conversation with yourself about what is really happening. Because I really do feel like this is a time where we're all being pushed to release the things that we've been holding on to, to finish the cycles that, 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 again, we've been holding back because we're worried about what's going to happen. And, you know, some of this does lead to massive change, right? I mean, Stace gave a great example of, of, of her making a decision to leave her partner, and that has massive repercussions. Um, but it's like doing the work that she's she's done and, you know, kind of spending time in the UK and, it helped her to realize that and trust her gut and know that things will work out in the way they're meant to. And trusting your gut and taking that trust full, I really do feel is that is the season we're in. So um, Stace, another powerful episode as we as we look to close it out. Uh, any thoughts on what journal prompts that we should ask our listeners? I mean, the, the main thing I'm thinking right now is if we make it too formal, right, then you're going to overthink it. And so I would encourage you after this episode to just, if you don't already have a journal, to get a journal and allow yourself the space. And maybe you just start off with, I feel dot, 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 and see what comes up. I think if we, you know, make it too formal, you're going to second guess, you're going to question but try just starting off your journaling entry with I feel and see what comes up after that. It sounds super basic, but if it's something new to you that you haven't done before, it's a whole new way of thinking. And so I would just encourage you to take the time and the space to sit with I feel.
Nice. Nice. And, and as part of that, I guess, just, just try and understand what is your current decision making coming from and the awareness that you get from that journaling will help you to to understand where you're at. So um but yeah, as a reminder, we have a promotion on everything that we do. Um booking an Akashi record reading does give you an insight into what's happening around you at a soul level. Um maybe you know, on the shift do I think to I feel maybe you feel like you could do with a coach and you some coaching on this journey and some guidance. We offer coaching. Um whatever resonates with you at a soul level. If our voice resonates with you at a soul level, then maybe you want to work with us. Because for me it's a soul contract as I was saying earlier. So maybe deciding who you're going to work with, who you're going to mentor, who's going to be your mentor, um is an area that you make a decision from I feel rather than I think. I um I get this is a a challenging concept and Stace, I always love talking to you about this sort of stuff. Um but I'm sending everyone lots of love and light as you really kind of connect with and shift to I feel. I we'd love to hear from you. How does how's your journey go? How did this episode resonate with you? How how are you where are you on your journey from to from I think to I feel? We'd love to hear from you, sending you all so much love and light and feeling very, very blessed for all the listeners that we have and all the messages we get. Stacey, I'm gonna hand over to you to close us up. Another great episode. Thanks everybody for being here. Reach out to us. We're here to support you. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>